save big money at Menards. Let the fresh air in and keep the bugs out with replacement screen for your doors and windows from AdForce. It's easy to install, durable against the elements, and comes in a variety of types to suit your needs. Repair your screens today with a roll of replacement screen on sale through May 5th. And check out more great deals happening now in our weekly flyer on Menards.com. Save big money at Menards. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We are live, boys and girls. Welcome to the Wrestling Inc. podcast on Tuesday night after WWE NXT. I am Alfred Kunawa, joined as always by returning champion NYC Demon Diva herself, Issa. We will get to where Glenn is shortly, but how are you doing, Issa? I'm doing good. I'm I'm back in the cold. I'm in the East Coast again, dealing with, Mm. I'm no longer in 90 degree weather. Um, but yeah, doing good. How are you, Alfred? I'm thankful for you. I just want you to know that. Oh, thank you. I'm always thankful for you, for you Issa, and the whole Wrestling Inc. family. And I'm doing great. I was in the cold myself, if you believe it. I was in the West Coast version of the cold in Seattle all last week. How it did it go? Very cold. Very well. Seattle International Comedy Competition. I advanced to the semifinals. Got eliminated at the semifinals, but it was the greatest week of comedy in my life. We were doing theaters. It was an amazing, amazing experience. Uh, very famous competition. A lot of legendary comedians have competed in it. Paula Poundstone, Stephen Wright did not advance to the semifinals. I did. So that means I'm a better comedian than Paula Poundstone and Stephen Wright combined. And truly, Issa, I'm humbled. I'm I'm so proud of you. Just don't forget me when you become a big time, you know, comedian. At least give me free tickets to your show because I will laugh at your jokes. <laughs> Absolutely. You'll be sitting in front and... <laughs> You're going to handle the hecklers. I'm going to I'm not even going to talk to the hecklers. I'm just going to sit. I got you. I got you. You know, I'm good at (laughs) shit talking. (laughs) I'll see you in 40 years when I make it. (laughs) I'll be waiting. But no, it's fun. Uh, Way to hold it down. I have been uh, keeping tabs on NXT. You guys have been doing a great job covering this show. And before we get into this particular show before the holidays, we do have some news items, some of which I think you might be very interested in, Issa. But starting with the Good Brothers returning to New Japan Pro Wrestling, Of course, there were some controversies about Carl Anderson showing up in WWE while still being the never openweight champion. A lot of people thought that maybe he was never going to go back and drop the title. Rocky Romero seemed very upset about the fact that his good buddy Carl Anderson had left without dropping the title. But it looks like we have a date. Wednesday, December 14th, the World Tag League Super Junior Tag League Finals. Looks like Carl Anderson will be returning to New Japan to defend that belt and presumably drop it, Isa. Do you think AJ Styles shows up with him? <gasps> I hope. I think that'd be amazing. <laughs> I would like to think so because remember they just announced the Kenny Omega and Will Ospreay, and I know that did not go, you know, unnoticed by WWE in their radar, and they would want, yeah. you know, a big storyline a couple weeks before Wrestle Kingdom. 
Yeah, I I don't even think that he drops it then. I feel like we've been worked by by New Japan and WWE and this whole story. I think this was an agreement that was set way before the club came back to WWE. So so we'll see what happens. But I'm excited about all of these forbidden doors that are not really forbidden anymore. They're sliding doors now, you know? It's awesome. Yeah, absolutely. And we're probably going to see more of that for the Royal Rumble. I mean, you know, word on the street is that the men's and women's might be 40 people. And if, especially with the women, if it's 40, they're going to need to contract talent outside of WWE. And even before we saw Triple it last H left, year, Mickey James yeah. showed up with the exactly. knockout championship. I would love to see a Jordan Grace, a Masha Slamovich. Like, there's so many, there's so many talented women out there that I've been keeping tabs on outside of WWE that I would love to see, even if it's a one-off, just to see the reaction and, and how they mesh with some of the WWE talent. It'll be great. Yeah. All right, so I think it's very exciting, and it's definitely a different era. So looks like Carl Anderson. Here's a question. Do we work these forbidden doors to get AJ Styles versus Kenny Omega in New Japan? I mean, you know, yeah, <laughs> can that ever happen? Nah, I don't see that one happening. Maybe they are all, maybe we see representative of all of these companies like at Wrestle Kingdom. That could be a possibility. But then from the major ones wrestling each other, I just don't see that happening. Yeah. <laughs> I don't see it happening until 2024 when Kenny Omega comes to WWE. That's Wishful thinking, though. Wishful thinking yes. there. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, moving on, we have Mia Yim has confirmed her permanent name change. This is something Triple H likes to do did it with um, several talents when he was NXT, uh, uh, Kenta being one of them in terms of changing their names. So she was Mia Yim for the past couple of weeks coming back, but she did kind of drop that she was going to go to Michin, and that apparently mm -hmm. seems to be her new name, Michin. Do we like that? But Issa? it's not. It's not. They changed it on the roster page yesterday, and mm. they changed it back to Mia Yim on the WWE.com roster page today. Oh, wow. So I, we're going back. I, I, have, I have all of this on video because I live stream. Somebody got on my chat yesterday. They said they changed Mia Yim's name. So I pulled up the roster, and they did. And we pulled it up again today, and she's showing under Mia Yim. There was a lot of confusion because commentary kept calling her Mia Yim. If you yeah. go and check it today... It shows as that, but yesterday it showed on WWE.com as uh, what, what was the name? Mission, mission, the name, yeah, mission. So, yesterday it really did show that way, but it doesn't anymore. So, I don't know what's going on here. I like the name, I just my only nitpick here is if you were going to change the name, they should have just done it before she showed up, yeah. That and that is the Triple H style is to kind of ease people into it for some reason he just doesn't like shocking people and just changing the name on the fly so right. he will give them their old name you know even kenta was kenta for i believe like a week before they changed to hideo itami uh, but mm -hmm. that's what they're doing with uh, michin here or mia yim so we'll have to see what they call her but why change it on the roster and change it back i find that yeah. suspicious i find it that is, suspicious. it really is and it might be a case of them not being on the same page but i actually don't mind either name i like mia yim because that's what i know her as and that's where she built her name okay. Uh, so I have no problem with her going by that. But Michin, I don't think is a bad name. I think it rolls off the tongue. It's quick. It's crazy in, in Korean, she said. Crazy in Korean. Yeah, so, it means crazy. Yeah, that's fine. I've, it sounds like a video game character, which is why I like it. Yeah. And then finally, real life characters. Video game characters, in uh, depending on what hip-hop video games you played. Uh, I know that there was a Rock the Mic video game. That was a karaoke game that featured Bow Wow. And Bow Wow looks like he's going to be featured on AEW programming to confront Jade Cargill. So they were going back and forth on Twitter. Jade's been doing the interview circuit, burying Bow Wow, and now it looks like they're turning it into an angle. Bow Wow's going to AEW, Issa. 
they listen i'm excited i like i have liked their back and forth on social media however the bar has been raised for celebrity appearances so i just hope that bow wow is doing some training he can't show up and do the whatever frog splash you watch the snoop dog did <laughs> back in the day we are past those days if you want to be a celebrity on, on wrestling television you have to come prepare you you need to want that smoke so i i hope he's training but i yeah i wouldn't mind seeing jay beat his broke ass <laughs> <laughs> will bow wow be at the level at bad bunny please stop you know <laughs> i just want to see a reaction yeah, Come on, we're having yeah, a good time, Alfred. Yeah. I don't know if you'll get on that Mount Rushmore, uh, but you know, you know, Logan Paul or Bad Buddy, you can take it or leave. That that is the bar, and I think it's a big get in terms of Bow Wow's name recognition. He seems he's very popular on if you follow the blogs, especially the black blogs, which I think is a huge coup to be covered in black yeah. media. And by the way, Jay Cargo did a great interview with the Breakfast Club. Love seeing wrestlers on the Breakfast Club. If you go on YouTube right now and watch that interview, go to the comment section, see who's the top comment. Might surprise you at Pro Wrestling Bits, but uh, Jade Cargill in Bow Wow, I think this is going to be a good story to get AEW some traction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. I think it will be as well. I just hope that if he's going to be involving any kind of in-ring action, that unless they're just going to bring him to let Jay just destroy him, then that's fine. But I just feel like th this new celebrity has really stepped up their game. So now when you tell me a celebrity is getting involved, there's a higher expectation. You're right. It's like a new evolution where yeah. it used to be celebrities were, and it's still kind of this way where wrestling fans are territorial about them, but we've now seen quite a few examples of celebrities not only being good for celebrities, not grading on a curve like Logan Paul. I'm sorry, pound for pound, match for match, one of the best wrestlers of 2022. And, you know, there's a lot of wrestlers who do this every night who I think Logan Paul is better than. And so that's the bar now with celebrities. And I'm looking forward to seeing the size difference. I hope Jade Cargill wears heels or like platforms because she is going yes. to tower over about. Yeah, yeah, I am looking forward to it as well. <laughs> well that should be a lot of fun. And I'm also looking forward to the middle-aged wrestling media talking about uh, Bow Wow and hip hop. I, it's, I always get a Oh, kick. it's going to be great. It's going to oh. be great. I, prepare yourself because I, I was never prepared for people trying to talk about Bad Bunny when they had no idea. Yeah. No, I don't. Uh, anyways, anyways, don't even get don't get me started on that. <laughs> no, we don't. Get started. I almost got you started. Oh early, my god, so. having having to hear people that I like, I'm colleague who is saying, "Well, I don't know who this guy is," and I'm like, "Okay, I get it, but he's a big deal. Don't act like he's a nobody. It's, it's gonna be fun. It's always yeah. fun. We're in award season, and you know, Bad Bunny's cleaning up, so that comment didn't age well. Nominated for album of the year with the Grammys, not the Latin Grammys the regular grammys thank oh, you very much and 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 apple's music artist of the year of 2022 he's killing it man i would i know he's busy i don't know if uh do you know his availability for wrestlemania season because i know wwe wants well, all hands on deck so his tour that he's doing right now finishes in december so mm. i'm assuming we might see uh, another appearance at a royal rumble unless he picks up a movie or something else but that that's his tour he finishes in mexico in the middle of december oh, well there you go more broadcast journalism from isa with bad buddy schedule so it should be a good time and uh what wasn't so much of a good time it was an okay time was tonight's NXT <laughs> up and down show. Yeah. you know what? i got the feeling that this show there were a lot of people who got like the night off because of the thanksgiving holiday and just weren't there so they shot a bunch of vignettes and it just made the show seem like it was so long 
Yeah, it's, it's, I don't expect a lot of good programming this week outside of war games just because of the fact that people know people are traveling, people are just not really watching. Um, I thought Monday and Tuesday will be the strongest suit out of the wrestling that we will watch, and I don't think either one, because I didn't think Raw was also an okay time. It wasn't yeah. must-watch television. I completely agree. Yeah, I thought Raw started pretty good. First hour wasn't bad. It mm -hmm. had its moments. The main event then... was good. Asuka oh, yeah. and Rhea Ripley killed it. You know the thing about Rhea Ripley? She's got a Shawn Michaels quality about her where Shawn Michaels is my favorite wrestler of all time, but he he wrestled, I wouldn't say sparingly, but on television, he probably wrestled once a month. So whenever he did, it was a big event. And I feel that yeah. way about Rhea Ripley. And I feel the crowd reacts to her like that, to where when it's time yeah. for her to wrestle, people are really into it because she doesn't get to do it a lot. Excited to see what she does at War Games. Yeah, should be a lot of fun. So we opened with Toxic Attraction and Mandy Rose is gloating. She quotes Queen, another one bites the dust. Caden and Casey come out and they're cutting a promo. You know what Casey sounds? Casey, like I watch a lot of YouTube videos sometimes and they'll make the voice pitch higher to avoid yeah. the copyright. That's what Casey sounds yeah. like. Oh like, my God, time. that's hilarious. Oh my God, <laughs> that is funny. Like one of the chipmunks. That is I actually, I talked about it on my stream too, where I was like, the way that she sounds, I will never take her threat seriously. I, it sounds like a little... <laughs> the elementary school kid threatened me and i'm like you're you don't intimidate me <laughs> you know and that's the problem she's cutting like a bad girl promo trying to be intimidating and saying how she's gonna fight them and beat them up but she's saying like i'm gonna get you guys you guys are all gonna get <laughs> i'm just like i can't take this seriously i love that but at least you know they're not gonna get copyright claimed <laughs> yeah exactly. <laughs> exactly that's the way around it but uh, the baby faces hit the ring they get laid out almost immediately by toxic attraction and then we just cut to the back yeah, a, a little too long of a of a promo from Toxic Attraction here, especially with uh, Mandy made it clear that unlike Braun Breaker, she's not going to have a contender at deadline. It doesn't sound like it. She's going to wait to see who wins the Iron Chef Survivor Series War Game Challenge match. So I don't know what it's called. So I gave it all the names. <laughs> I like that. Uh, That's what I'm going to call it. The Iron <laughs> Chef Survivor Series War Game. So I, did I need her gloating for that long just to tell us we'll see who's next for me? No, but I was I was happy to see Toxic Attraction put their focus back on the titles because they felt just more of like Mandy's muscle since they lost the titles and kind of like they didn't want to go after them. So on that part, I give them props, but a little too long of a promo for building a few that we've seen before and finding out nothing about who Mandy's next opponent is. Yeah, absolutely. And it's very obvious that they're cleaning out the division because they're running out. I don't think they know who the next opponent's going to be for Mandy Rose. I know. Whoever wins the Iron Chef match. Yeah, the Iron Chef, next Iron Chef. <laughs> It'll bring the <laughs> knives and everything. Yep. We get a Wes Lee gets pulled up on by the GOAT, Tony D'Angelo. So yep. a little something to think about. In the that. parking lot. Yeah, in the in parking lot. In a Tahoe. There was, there ah. was, that could have been the end of Wesley. He's lucky that, I don't know, maybe it's because it's Thanksgiving week. I feel like Tony D'Angelo really was like, you know what? I'm going to let it slide because, you know, it's Thanksgiving week. Because he could have ended him. I think he, Wesley might be Illuminati confirmed. If he gets out of that parking lot unscathed, there's something to that. That's a good point. Because we saw what happened in that parking lot later on. Yeah. 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 It didn't let us down. We <laughs> get a Cora Jade promo. So there's these first three segments, just very much like TNA, just back to back to back. Cora Jade yeah. cuts a promo. Then she goes out. So it's her versus Wendy Chu. Uh, they have a pretty good match. Uh, Cora Jade brings in a bat. The ref gets rid of it, but he's distracted. So Cora Jade throws a drink in Winnie Chu's face, and then Cora wins. 
Now, Wendy Chu is crying hysterically at the end of this. And I must say, it looks like they're going to get away from this gimmick. Wendy Chu has a great crying face. So I hope they don't do like a crybaby gimmick. And she now is, uh, has to be a child in another way. But she's crying. And they're really playing up that Wendy Chu, it seems like something internal is going on. So I think they're getting rid of this gimmick. She cried her lashes out, and that that is tragic. Yeah. Um, I, I I know I used to do the lash tips here. This is why you get extensions. You don't wear strip lashes; they come off so easily. That glue doesn't stick. Pay the extra money. Go and pay a lash artist to glue extensions onto each hair. It's very time consuming. A very expensive nap. But if somebody throws coffee on your face, you will not be crying your lashes out on national television. So there's your, your lifestyle tip from me. But yeah, I Cora J has really grown on me as a heel. I think it was the feud between her and Roxanne that maybe wasn't clicking for me, but I really mm -hmm. liked her here tonight. Um, and yeah, Wendy Chu did have a great crying face. I liked the match. And I, I know a lot of people, I was doing the wash along uh, NYC Demon Diva here on YouTube. And a lot of people didn't like the finish, but I was like, she's a heel and she's using Wendy Chu's own gimmick. Wendy yeah. Chu brings the coffee out to the ring. I personally, as an avid fan of iced coffee, it was very disrespectful to waste that coffee that way. But Wendy Chu had it coming. She brought it out with her. So it's her fault. Yeah. And maybe that'll be the impetus for her turning is that her gimmick is now turning against her. So she needs a new one. And, yep. uh, you know, that coffee in the face, a lot of wasted grounds there. So if you're a coffee fan, I imagine you would be furious. But yeah. we are, are always happy with Super Chats, especially from friend of the show, Peter Bahi. Peter. What's up, Peter? Peter says, Issa, how's your Newark experience? Also, Alfred, do I need to raise my hand and ask a question in the chat room via media scrum? Like in those <laughs> fake AEW media scrums. No, you don't got to raise your oh hands here. You ask God. the questions and we answer them. Uh, First of all, Peter, thank you so much for the super chat. We love you. Um, I had, I mean, it's Newark. So, it, you know, I showed up when the doors open. I'm not going to hang out there any extra time that I need to. However, when the show ended, I did have to have a couple of drinks waiting for that Uber surcharge to go down because there's no way I'm taking the path, right? Um, I thought I had a great time at Full Gear. Full Gear was in person, was a lot of fun. Um, it didn't feel as long as some of their other pay-per-views that I attended the energy of the crowd was great a little a bunch of fickle fans with the whole cm function i was about to ask about that were you one of the fans chanting that i wasn't and i have okay. it on my blog when i was just like that's not, the cold cabana i popped for that but the cm function is like come on we were all crying like idiots when he showed up a year ago it's not that deep but yeah i had i had a great time it was it was definitely was not sold out and you'll be able to see throughout my blog which i'll have up either tomorrow or thursday Probably Thursday because I have a long trip to Boston where I can edit this. But um, uh, you'll be able to see that the show was, it was probably one of the most noticeable empty seats show that I've seen out of all the AEW events that I attended. But it didn't make it any less fun. It was fun. Yeah. The streets told me it was 9,000 paid, but it did look like a fun, lively show. And I, I heard the bathrooms were really nice too. <laughs> I wonder who thinks. <laughs> <laughs> Keep our text conversation to ourselves. Oh, no, yeah, that's it. Just what I heard. Really, <laughs> <laughs> for $4.99 says, is it me or is Schism getting over? Oh, we'll talk about Schism, Mia. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if it's Mia or Maya, so let me know in the chat if I'm saying that right. That body hobby segment with Mackenzie was funny. I love Nikita. They definitely building her to beat Mandy right. They better be. I mean, I'm still just so confused as to why they beat Nikita in any form or fashion. I really do think given how long Mandy's had this title and given that you have this over undefeated baby face, 
the story writes itself, especially how close we are to WrestleMania, even Deadline, the last pay-per-view of the year, for you to beat Nikita Lyons this time, I think was a horrible mistake, but I hope she does beat Mandy. Yeah, I agree with Mia. I, uh, we'll, we'll talk about Joe Gacy and his crew when we get to that segment. But yeah, I, I like the way they made Nikita look tonight. It feels like a little bit of a recovery from, you know, from what we saw to break her up from uh, Zoe Starks. Yeah, so we've also got one from you, Calvin. I did not forget about you, but there's a spoiler there. So we will get to it when we get to the proper segment. <laughs> but I can't wait to talk about that, too. Uh, we get to, okay, so there's a series of segments with Grace and Wallace. So I'm going to go, oh, not Grace and Wallace, Duke Hudson. I'm going to go over all of them here in terms of where they led before we get into the match. Uh, so Grace and Waller wants the old Duke Hudson back, and he's saying how he's not really buying this Chase U thing, asking him when he's going to be done with it. And Duke Hudson saying, no, no, he's Chase U 100%. Later on, Pretty Deadly does the same kind of thing where they say, hey, Duke, we want the old Duke back. You should go back to playing poker, said nobody ever. But they want him to be a poker player again. It devolves into a brawl. I thought it was hilarious how Thea Hale was just screaming, <laughs> screaming blame murder possessed. this entire time. I think she's possessed. <laughs> She, she plays it well because she's out of her mind. And yep. uh, so Duke later on is selling. He goes to chase uh, Andre Chase, who's in the middle of a tutoring session, it looks like. And then he mentions that they got a tag team title match. Gets a huge pop from this crowd. This crowd is really hot for Chase U to win some type of title. So hopefully that happens sooner rather than later. But then Andre Chase curses out Mario, the student. It was really funny. And uh, I thought it was also funny how Duke Hudson called them the half shirts. <laughs> Pretty deadly. <laughs> but the flower sweaters were beautiful. Oh, yeah. Pretty Deadly always slays. They know what they're doing. I got to tell you, you know, I'm a big Pretty Deadly fan here. But once I seen all of these, like, segments and I start thinking of the past few weeks and I was like, wow, they really giving Chase you a lot of time on NXT TV. Are they going to? I usually go 100% in Pretty Deadly. Tonight I was, like, 90% in just because I seen them do so much here with with Chase U that I was actually, for a second there, I thought maybe they will put these titles on Chase U, especially with the crowd reaction, as you mentioned. I'm really starting to buy Duke Hudson as part of Chase U. Like, I barely think of his poker gimmick anymore. Yeah, absolutely. And that's a great thing that you're not thinking about that. I, I thought that he may never <laughs> recover from that. But I agree. I Just based on how they're doing this storyline where it's more about whether or not Duke's going to turn, I thought mm -hmm. that, okay, they're probably not going to win. But based on how the crowd's reacting to them and how they've really done a good job endearing themselves, I really wouldn't have had a problem if Chase Hugh won this match just to see how the crowd would have exploded. Yeah. No. I like Pretty Deadly. So we got one of many Apollo Crews promos. So he's just basically cutting a promo on Braun Breaker. We then cut to Kiatana James. Is this a diary one where he's writing on his diary at a diner? Yes. That diner looked like worse than a freaking Waffle House. Like, I'm just glad he sat there and kind of like order a coffee because coffee is like pizza. It's like good no matter what. If you try hard enough, you'll still enjoy a little bit of it. But um, but yeah, I was like, please don't order food from there, Apollo. Like, it just doesn't look like the place you would want to eat. Yeah. I mean, it's not as good as Applebee's, I'll tell you that. And uh, nothing can glad. compare. Nothing can compare. Not at all. I'm just glad he didn't throw the coffee in somebody's face because that, that would have been too much coffee wasted on that show. Or an eyelash. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we get uh, Tana James cut the promo and then she's cut off as uh, I believe it was Maya who was saying or Mia, uh, Big Body Javi has a promo. He wants to fight everybody. So he's doing the whole Jericho bit with the long Yo, this list. was so on point. Come on. <laughs> yeah, all the people Come he on. wants to fight. Axiom, who's still hurt, he wants to fight Elon Musk. 
because Hobby's right? got 2,000 million followers and he's not paying $8 for a blue check mark. Neither am I. When they take that from me, they're not taking it from me. I'm retiring my jersey. We're going to have the original blue check marks. Nobody's, nobody's paying it for this $8 and I'm with him on I that. I don't think maybe. that he can make the original check marks pay for it. I think it's people that want it now who have okay. to pay for it. And my other, listen, I know that's not what this is about, but my other question is that if you are a public figure, even if you pay, shouldn't you have like a different, like, you know what I mean? Like, how do you become an official account if yeah. moving forward you have to pay for it? What if it's a company or a public, you know, you see what I'm saying. So oh, we've seen this question. system get exposed by, and I yo, love it. The streets are, yo, there's some that, of the funniest memes, the Nintendo account, the LeBron James account. And this is a horrible idea, but we're going to learn. The you see the Tesla one? Yeah, yeah, I saw that one. It was like, definitely do not click on this link to see how many Teslas are caught on fire this year. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. <laughs> uh, yeah, but I, I will fight Elon Musk as well. Like, he will be, if I was to make a, first of all, if I was to make a list of people I want to fight, it will be a lot longer than his. So props to him for not having that much beef. But Elon Musk would definitely be on my list of people I would want to fight. Not because of Twitter, just because. Yeah, yeah. Why not fight Elon Musk? I'll run him over with a Tesla. Yeah. Uh, you know, he'll stay alive. Don't, you know, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't run him over with the Tesla. I would use the self-driving feature to run him over by his own invention. I'm, <laughs> wow. I, I don't have a heart. I'm, I'm <laughs> Machiavellian Issa. <laughs> We get to number 68, Drake the Rapper, which... Yeah, uh, the he... last album was weak. It was weak. Okay, when we say the last album, are we talking about Drake and 21 Savage? Because that album is fire. No, are no, we talking no. about her last album? Drake's solo. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was... A couple of those songs are growing on me, but yes, I was heartbroken it's not it's it. not old school drake you know mm -hmm. i i get i get it I, I would also fight drake just for being fake instead like he tries to act like he had it so rough like bro you you you're rich you weren't yeah. you were on a tv show when you were little you you don't know about the streets okay from so the, show from degrassi to 21 savage it's yeah like like, two, like what are you gonna tell me about that? like sometimes he'd be talking about the struggle and i just want to slap him so yeah drake <laughs> would definitely be on my list of people who i would want to fight just for being fake gangster. Yeah, but uh, it makes great music, and he's pulled out of the Grammy, so he's not going to be nominated for that new album. I don't think he would have gotten the nomination anyway uh, from that new album. Honestly, never mind. And then 250, they said he said the guy's retired. One more match. I don't know what they were alluding to. Is this Christian? Is this The Rock? Who are they talking about? Undertaker. Undertaker. Oh, I see. So he's uh, saying, "Listen, I'll say the star of this." He should have had Shawn Michaels on his list. Yeah, <laughs> that would have been that would have been great. I don't know why they didn't think about that. <laughs> the start of this segment was Mackenzie Mitchell, by the way. I thought she was incredible in terms of playing the straight woman and just kind of acting aghast at some of these choices. I thought she was great. Me too. And I really love that he came prepared because I did think that she outshined him last week. And she did mm -hmm. again today, but he played, he got to play a little bit more into it. Uh, but yeah, she outshined him last week. So I love the fact that he, like, he stopped her. He was like, hey, I came prepared this time. <laughs> yeah. And then he said he was going to fight her. Yeah, good. I'll fight her too. <laughs> fight anybody, We're gonna get you in the ring. <laughs> we have I'm Ivy ready, Nile and Ivy oh. Nile facing off against uh, Katana James. She won by submission. It was like a dragon, reverse dragon sleeper standing. 
uh, fine match. Found Henry comes out and she found Henley comes out and she runs off Katana James. This brings out the Creed brothers who cut a fiery program promo on Indushare. And the key to this is that they want to kill these guys and they want to kill Singa, but Singa's a friend to Ivy Nile. And Ivy Nile is not okay with them wanting to crush these guys, but all oh, the Creed brothers are, are going to kill Indushare. So now Ivy Nile is pretty much stuck in the middle. Yeah, another another time of them teasing a breakup between Diamond Mind that I'm not even sure yeah. it still exists or not, but they've been teasing these breakups forever. Ivy now has a, a awesome it factor. I wish she would win a little more easily. Not, I, I mean, I like seeing her grow in the ring, right? Because we don't see her wrestle that much, but she looks like she should be able to put opponents down a lot easier than she does still happy to see her get a win on tv and we'll see where this tension between all of them go also great facials from ivy now in terms of emoting how she was not happy with them and she's concerned how long before somebody uses the chain against her like they did with the coffee Mm. and wendy shoe yeah, that, that'll be a sad day. And I hope that doesn't mean she drops her. I hope that doesn't mean she gets Wendy Chu's gimmick and now she has to be asleep all the oh, time. Imagine. <laughs> so we get Isla Dawn talking all kinds of nonsense. So we're going to get her. I wasn't nonsense. She's a witch. <laughs> she, she believes she's a legit witch? Oh, yeah, that ass. There was, there was some things that she was saying and doing that. Not that I have any experience, but the streets have told me how to do spells and all that. Yeah. Wow. I think I did see a Ouija board, too, in the background. There was a Ouija board. She had the sage stick cleansing. I, I did appreciate her playing with the candles and the fire because of Alba fire, etc. But, um, yeah, the, the, the promo competes for things that make no sense uh, right up there with Booker T the entire night. <laughs> Booker T was wild tonight. <laughs> Yo, fact. <laughs> we'll get into this, but you can tell that they don't really prepare him for everything. He just kind of says whatever. And he had some moments on this show. <laughs> I need I need somebody to start putting this like montage or just random shit that Booker T says. And you think he's hyping people up, but if you really pay attention, you're like, what is he saying? <laughs> yeah. And, and he'll say things because you know, like they don't talk about the Steiners and whatever reason they have their weird rule about that. But Booker T just like, hey, I knew this guy named Scott Steiner. And he was <laughs> so Vic is trying to get away from that, but he's just still like, no, no, let me finish my Scott Steiner story. I know. <laughs> God bless book a national treasure. Speaking of national treasure, Issa, our real main event of the evening came tonight where Scripps made his debut. Scripps comes out, and it's none other than Glenn Rubenstein, everybody. Glenn Rubenstein, that is why he's not here tonight. He was Scripps. Actually, no, it's not. Uh, let's get this super chat that we were alluding to earlier. Give Reggie er- Scripps all the bounce because that's who it was, ladies and gentlemen. It was Reggie. Reginald, the, the what is it? The sommelier, former sommelier of Carmel. Yeah. yeah, but then he was in that 24-7 story and he married Dana Brooke. And listen, I was I was waiting for Glenn to come out there. Oh, yeah. And um, I'm disappointed that it wasn't Glenn. Maybe it was. And Glenn just kind of paid Reggie just for today to still keep the allure. Um, <laughs> I like, I think Reggie... Can do some crazy things and he's entertaining right and i was talking to my chat during my watch along about this where i was like i'm gonna let this one play out i know we don't like to use these terms but 
this is supposed to be what NXT is like. If he knows that Reggie in the main roster doesn't have a direction, you want to debut a new character, you want to see what you can do with it, that's the place to do it. It's in NXT. Come down to NXT and let's see what you can do. I like that at the end of the match, he uh, left like a card on top of, Gigantic of Guru business Bob. card. Yeah, but uh, the whole kept doing the S thing, that uh, that could be toned down a little bit for me. Like, we get it, your scripts. You know, yeah, not maybe, a lot of subtlety there. Yeah, it's just him maybe trying to get people saying, don't call me Reggie, I'm not Reggie, you know. But I'm going to let this play out because this is what NXT is supposed to be. If he would have done this on the main roster, it would have not worked out. There's still a chance that you can reinvent or, or really fine-tune what scripts, what you want scripts to be in NXT. So NXT is a developmental. It, it is where you can kind of play around with characters. We'll see where it goes. What What's your opinion on this? Definitely does need fine-tuning, particularly with the outfit. I, I felt like <laughs> Reggie looked great in terms of his flipping around and stuff, but mm-hmm. that outfit, like, yeah, the Doctor Doom mask, and it just looked like how they dress people up when, like, a TV show is doing a wrestling segment, but they have no idea, like, what wrestling's really about. Like, they're pretending to do wrestling. Oh, so no. I didn't like his outfit at all. I thought it was a little silly, but he did kind of get people were chanting Reggie. He did win with the senton flip. Pin yeah. that listen, he got a good reaction in terms of when he was doing all these high flying spots. Just this outfit is I just... didn't like the mask. I didn't like the mask. I, I wasn't a fan of the mask. And I will say one thing I get going back, and like for example, last week when he was like, Your cameras couldn't catch me. I wouldn't never in a million years guess it was gonna be Reggie. But I was like, okay, Reggie will say shit like that because of the flippy things that he does. Like I can see yeah. him pulling some crazy move to avoid the cameras. The rest of the phone calls, as much as we really, really, like, make not fun of it, we we put scripts over in this podcast. It just doesn't seem like, it doesn't seem like it was explained today. Like, they just gave him a match instead of letting him come out there and, and, and tell us why he was calling the performance center and being so anti-system here you know we just saw him wrestle and and the presentation like you said maybe it's not all the way there but it felt disconnected not who it turned out to be just what they showed us tonight compared to the video packages and the you know the the the, the allure around what who scripts was supposed to be i completely agree there wasn't a lot of fanfare for this and they were hyping up that he was going to debut and then when it was time they just cut to the debut to where i didn't even know this was the script segment until they walk out and they show the name thing and they say scripts there was no they didn't give us a chance to prepare they just jumped to the segment and he walks out and i don't even think these people knew that this was going to be the script segment so because they were very quiet at first and it do you think like he's a confused. writer do you think his gimmick is that he's a writer? And if you looked at the card that he left on top of his opponent, there was something they didn't show, but there was something written on the back of it as well. Ah, yeah, that could be it, that he could be a writer. But again, it's on them to explain to us. Even if you follow the continuity, there's not a lot of continuity in terms of what it looks like. Uh, shout out to Je- uh, Stellar Justin Lopez who texted me that this isn't even what he looked like in the vignette, and he's right. So uh, I think this was a last minute decision. You know what I think happened? I think it was supposed to be Glenn, but then they had him jump on the trampoline and he's like, I'm not jumping on these trampolines, brother. I can't, I'm not, I'm not doing no, this No, they realized that people, they saw what we were doing with scripts in the podcast and they were like, we gotta change it. We gotta change yeah. it because he's gonna get scripts over. And then the fact that we got scripts over organically instead of with them in the machine, you know, they don't like that. So they just took it away from Glenn and gave it to Reggie. They Zack Ryder Glenn. Unbelievable. <laughs> we had friend of the show, Dylan Matthews for $2.99. Hi, Shout out to Julius for coming from the bowling alley. <laughs> Is that a reference to a shirt? 
We also get Kelvin in front of the show. Issa trying to fight everyone. Oh, yeah, Issa's going to fight everybody. That's my, that's my love language. My love language is fighting. Issa the Enforcer. <laughs> we get uh, Schism Wait, coming out before, there. Before oh. Skips, before Skips, is that when we got the fishing segment Ooh. with Brown Breaker? We, we're after this segment. We're a couple of segments away from that. Oh, okay, but, okay, uh, okay. Because oh, I want to talk about that. I cannot wait to hear what you have to say about Braun Breaker, the fisherman. <laughs> we were fishing for some sacrifices with Schism, where they're cutting this long promo. I thought Ava Rain did well again, where she was talking about blood relatives can't guarantee a united family, but Schism. The Rock's on. gonna. She's gonna have some explaining to do this Thursday at Thanksgiving table. Yeah, good point. She's been cutting promos on The Rock, and uh, I don't think he's... Yeah, she's like talking about how blood family doesn't come as close as what she has with Schism here. This girl better... I hope she's doing Friendsgiving and not the real Thanksgiving, because I'll be scared if my dad is The Rock and I gotta, like, explain myself. We'll be, we'll be sacrificing turkeys that night on Thursday. <laughs> and uh, Dylan Matthews saying Julius had... Oh, that's right. He did have those yeah. bowling alley shoes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure he'd be a good bowler. Guys, a phenomenal athlete. Have uh, you noticed, uh, Alfred, how much Joe Gacy has looked so much more put together since Ava joined? Like the outfit tonight was on point. He wrestled in actual wrestling gear recently, oh, yeah. not in the Applebee's waiter shirt that don't fit him. Like, it's been incredible how much more the group looks put together. And I remember, I give you credits. You said they're going to put the machine behind these people now, and they really are doing that. This, however, up until... Picking the person from the crowd and the hug and Ava doing the, the look, it was a little too long for my liking. I was like, are we cutting a promo on Thanksgiving? What is the point? <laughs> it was a very long promo. There was a lot of words spoken. But to their credit, the best thing I could say about this segment is a crowd didn't turn on it. And not only did they right. not turn on it, they were into it. They were chanting mm-hmm. sacrifice, sacrifice. I know. They picked somebody out of the crowd and they did sacrifice them. And these people went crazy for it. So if they could just cut the fat and do a little editing, these sacrifice segments could get really over. Yeah, I agree. I thought it was great. I, I love her facial expressions when she was hugging him. I was like, oh, he's he's doomed. And we knew where it was co- that it was coming. But yeah, I, I like the segment. I've I been behind Skizzle. But I, w- I got to say, out of this, since she joined, this might have been my least favorite promo what happened in the payoff of the promo i enjoyed it was just the promo it just felt very like you said maybe a lot of people took the time off so they were like going there and talk for this long and they were like okay let's talk about that. i was surprised they didn't start giving us the menu of what they were going to make for their own thanksgiving like i'm like what all are you going to talk about <laughs> um get to the payoff you know get to the sacrifice but overall yeah i've been i've been really enjoying seeing them grow and see what is next for them i do not see her i know a lot of people ask on my stream i do not see her getting in the ring anytime soon she's doing the real ripley thing right like i don't need to see her as long as i see her be a part of the group for now it's good i want her first match to feel like a big deal i don't want them to just have a wrestle just because people want to see what she can do i am torn between whether you do a first match at a takeover or at a premium live event where it's going to mm-hmm. be a bigger deal in terms of the prestige of the show or do you build this up to pop a big tv rating because i legitimately think the only thing that would get a huge, significant spike in television ratings in terms of a one-week spike would be The Rock's daughter debuting. So if you build that up, and obviously you don't have it happen that night, you just say in two weeks she's going to be fighting. All the blogs are going to be covering it. It's going to be this big hype buildup, and I think it could do a big number on TV. 
Do you think that she calls her dad and be like, yeah, I know I've been talking a lot of shit about my blood relatives, but can you please retweet this promo real quick so more people watch? Yeah, 100%. Yeah. <laughs> please repost post it on your story, dad, please. <laughs> <laughs> Give me a couple hundred thousand likes for this so he gets my balls on it. <laughs> we get a yeah. Trick Williams promo. We just find out he's not going to be at ringside or so he says. And then we get. I didn't Mrs. believe it. I didn't fall for it. Also, respectfully, Trick Williams could get it. Uh-huh. Yeah, you're going to fight Chick, Chick Williams too? That's not what I meant. I said he could get it. Oh, he can get it. Oh, okay. Chick <laughs> Williams could get it. <laughs> we get that Braun Breaker. He's just a normal guy, Isa. He's out there on his boat, and he's doing fishing, and he's comparing fishing to wrestling, and it's uh, very bare bones just interviewing Braun Breaker, the real guy, Braun Breaker, Rex Steiner, if you will. What did you think about this segment? If you thought he was boring in when he's cutting promos <laughs> in the ring, well, prepare yourself for the Braun Breaker video package. And then, he, and then they try to make it so artsy, right? Like he's on the boat and he's fishing and you'll see him put the night crawler on the hook and then he throws the freaking fish back. Like, what is the point? You're just He's like, He's a baby face. No, 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 no. Like, eat it. Eat yeah, it. He... Gut it. You're a badass. Grab that fish and start gutting it and say, that's what you're going to do to your next opponent. <laughs> he should have taken it, it like, to Alpha Fire so she can Like, it. yo, it would... look at my dog. My dog thinks I'm psychotic right now. He's like, what are you <laughs> talking about, mom? <laughs> I think he heard fish and I think he's hungry now. <laughs> I know, but like, but like, like, it was just like, yeah, and everybody wants this title. And like, look at this bass I caught. Let me throw it back. Also, this this <laughs> this this segment was so interesting that we started googling whether you needed a fishing license in Puerto Rico or not. <laughs> what did we find out? What was the verdict? You do not need um, a fishing license in Puerto Rico, as I suspected. Otherwise, I fish illegally my entire childhood. <laughs> um, but however, it says only in federal waters. How do you know what's federal waters? You think the waters come out and show you their FBI, like <laughs> their FBI badge and be like, yeah, you can fish here. Like, I don't, I didn't understand that. <laughs> but yeah, the, not, not the best way to put Brown Breaker over. If you're going to have him like be a human, at least make him look badass, like make him do something that's like really badass. Like, why couldn't he be like, I don't know, like lighting Tesla's on fire or something? I don't know. Now, I will say this not the greatest segment in the world. You're right. It wasn't the most interesting thing to see him fishing, but I did overall like this segment in that it humanized Braun Breaker. He wasn't this screaming generic babyface. We actually got to see him in his element, and it was very realistic in terms of if somebody who doesn't watch wrestling was watching this, they would see a normal guy doing normal things who also wrestles, and it does add a human element, and I didn't have a problem okay, with the I don't watch wrestling to watch normal guys go fishing. I okay. watch wrestling to watch big, meaty men such as Braun Breaker, flat meat. But two Not things can be true. Not to sit there and be all like, oh my God, look at this beautiful bass that I just caught. And, and look at look at how peaceful the water is. Like, what is that? Then I'm going to go watch Discovery Channel if this is what I want to watch. <laughs> I definitely don't watch it for the fishing. But I will say that two things can be true in that he is a big meaty man who does slap meat. You are going to see that. But this would connect with people. I do feel like there are an audience, especially out in Florida, people watch this show who's going to see this guy and be like, oh, okay, the guy likes I would have been better like if me. a freaking, okay, it's in Florida, then let a freaking uh, alligator pop up and he just destroys it with his oh, yeah. own bare hands. Like, that would have been awesome. But I'm supposed to tune in 
and think that this guy that's writing on his diary, sitting at a diner, and this other guy that's fishing just for the fun of it. He's not even eating the fish. Those are the two guys fighting for the main title. No, no, I'm sorry. No, no. <laughs> Maybe this ends in a meal. Maybe this is their build up to a Thanksgiving dinner at a diner and they're going to have catfish together. No, they, that's what they should have done. They should have had the fish have, like being poisoned. And that's what they bring to Apollo Cruz at the diner. And then Apollo catches like food poisoning. And now we have a reason to have them fight. See, I like that. I, I like know. That there's so many. I, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. You're fighting for the main title. You want the guy that writes on his diary and the guy that goes fishing to clear his mind? No. He's just a normal guy, Isa. Just a down-to-earth, regular, middle America guy. I'm glad you liked it, Alfred. I did. I like the style of it. It, it wasn't my favorite thing. It was kind of a take it or leave it. But I kind of do like the more grounded because you're right. You know, we watch wrestling for the sensationalism, the over the top. But it is good to see in between all these people screaming and playing characters, especially on NXT, where they're still kind of learning how to play these characters. It's good to see somebody just comfortable and talking because Braun Breaker does not come off as too comfortable when he's screaming and cutting these promos. But he came off way more comfortable talking about his everyday life. He came off soft. <laughs> and you know so him not catching that fish and cooking and eating it that ruined him for you in terms of him having a backbone. trigger me trigger me then find see. some find a new hobby find a new hobby bro <laughs> we get steven marcelli for five and four ninety uh biggest star of the main roster number one nikita number two ava rain wow number three tiffany stratton do we agree with that isa I, I agree with, uh, yeah, I agree with one and two. I think Tiffany Stratton needs to come back and build some momentum, but she has the look. I missed her. I will tell you one thing. I have missed her on TV and I think about her every week. So I haven't forgotten. So she does have a presence and a good look to her. Yeah, that, that is a good thing. Is absence makes a heart grow fonder and it's easy to be out of sight, out of mind. But I do think maybe every other week, I'm like, where's Tiffany Stratton? But something tells me she's going to be back soon. Yep. Are you well, a fisherman, Alfred? Do you go fishing? No, I fished when I was a kid. Here's the thing about fish. I do not like fish. I don't eat fish because that was the first time I found out that we eat animals, you know, because we went fishing when I was a kid and my dad gutted it and started cooking it. And I'm like, what the hell are you doing? He's like, we're going to eat this. I'm like, I'm not eating a damn animal. I didn't say damn to my dad, but I said, I'm not eating an animal. And he says, well, chicken and burgers and all those meats you eat, those are animals too. Had I known that, I wouldn't have eaten that either. So it's always ruined fish. I've never been a fish guy. I like catfish. But other than that, not a fish guy. Have you ever had Marlin? No. Fish? Oh, it's so good. I thought you were talking about Marlin Wayans. No, 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 no. Come to Puerto Rico. I'm going to take you to the spot where you can eat the best little Marlin chunks in the world. Okay. As long as I don't see the fish. Like the chunks. No, no, no. I'm the same way. I can't even eat like eggs if I know they came for like the chicken that's in the backyard. Like I can't do it like that. That does traumatizes me. So... But yeah, I'm with you. It's just I just didn't know if maybe you were like an avid fisherman and that's why you just love this segment. Grew up in know. Chico, California. There was a fisherman's wharf there in Goodwell Park. So that is what you do. So I, I fished a couple times. I liked it. But I'm, I'm not, not a big fan of fish like or seafood. I eat the marlins only at this spot and I eat like a grilled salmon here or there. But that's about it. I never even tried sushi or none of that. So yes, yes. I, I have eaten fish uh, plenty of times in my life, namely in the waiting room. So. <laughs> We have delicious fish delicatessen. I don't know what you're uh, on there. Splish Splash, it's time for Sol Roca versus Zoe Stark. We don't get an entrance for Zoe, who they're putting all this heat on, so I didn't understand that. I will say this about Sol Roca. She definitely has a long way to go, but she was doing a lot of athletic stuff. They really showcased her. She got a lot of offense. I mean, 
she's clearly improving. I mean, not the greatest in the world, but she, there's definitely athleticism there. But then Zoe just won with a big knee. Nikita chased her off. What did we think about this? Yeah, uh, I I thought that both of these women are so athletic, so fit. Like, it was insane to just see their bodies and how, like, fit they are. Um, I like seeing what Zoe Starks is doing. Salto, I almost feel like you're going to have to rebuild her. She's lost every match that we've seen her on, and she really has a good look to her. So I don't understand why they're putting her in these matches that she must lose every time. Nikita came out and... She looked great. Yeah, really great. Nikita <laughs> always looks great. You know, she's one of my favorites. Yeah. But uh, she looked great. And they're building up Nikita versus Zoe. Yeah. We got Charlie Dempsey. He had a vignette from him talking about how he trained for performance, not to be a body guy. Then we get uh, Chase U versus Pretty Deadly. This was Death a really boy. good match. I yes, like this match a lot. Pretty Deadly has this thing where they're just like a well-oiled machine as a tag team. So anybody they work with is... They can have a great match. And Chase, you you know, Andre Chase and Duke Hudson are both very good workers. They were so much better than what I expected them to be. And I know that Duke Hudson has been around Chase U, but as a tag team, going for the tag titles, I told you I was already a little uncertain because just we seen them put so much time and effort into Chase U that I'm like, they're building them for something. But then watching them work together for one second there, I was like, are they really going to do this without a bill? Like, I feel like it should have... I almost wish we would have not had the match and let them go yeah. back and forward a couple of weeks and maybe do it at deadline since it's only a few weeks to the pay-per-view but it was a fun match i mean the main event surpassed everything that we saw on tv tonight but this was up their favorite match of the night up until this point for me yeah duke hudson had a great hot tag where he does the old dusty punches and adds the chase you to it this was a really yeah. good match they had a spot where thea hale gets taken out um it was an accidental bump by um elton prince and yeah. so duke checks on her so that kind of plays into the finish where they drag in Andre Chase, who's hurt. So it's like the opposite of a hot tag. And then Duke Hudson accidentally big boots Andre Chase. So playing into the possibility of him turning on Chase U, then pretty deadly wins with the spilt milk. This was a great match. I thought it was really fun. Yeah, it was. I had a lot of fun watching this. I'm loving everything that pretty deadly is doing. I'm glad that they're really fully behind them. And they don't, they're not like placeholders because the tag titles sometimes don't get taken so seriously and they kind of yeah. like change hands a lot, but not in this case. But I enjoy watching Andrew Chase and Duke Hudson work as a tag team. And I think there's something there. Yeah, I hope they keep it going. I hope they don't, because usually WWE, when they do these storylines of is he going to turn or not, he ends up turning. It's a whole MJF scenario. But I really want Duke Hudson, unless they bring back Bodie, I, I, I'm fine with Duke Hudson remaining babyface and then winning those titles. Look at him, look at him. <laughs> is he eating fish what is he doing uh what are you eating he's on pop oh I'm <laughs> he's he's my kid what can you expect he's weird beautiful beautiful dog uh we get the the segment that you were alluding to earlier isa von wagner beats up <laughs> another and blade by himself until he's run off um what what did you think about this and the NXT parking lot, the most dangerous place, it's no longer in sports entertainment. This place is worse than Newark, New Jersey. If Full Gear would have taken place there, I would have not attended it for sure. Like, you know, and I'm not afraid. You know how I am. I want to fight everyone. That's been established. I still, I'm not stupid, though I'm smart about the choices that I make. Uh, Von Wagner, 
there's some weeks that I hate him and there's some weeks that I love him and I don't know why it's when he's in these weird unconventional situations that I really like him then you put him in the ring on a normal match and I'm like yeah this guy doesn't entertain me but in this kind of segment it kind of worked for me like I thought he was quite entertaining any NXT parking lot brawl attack whatever ends up being I'm always going to be 100% behind it yeah, and it looks like we're gonna get Odyssey Jones versus Von Wagner. With if you're in the Odyssey WWE Jones, I walked into this situation with that like, what did I just get myself into? Look, <laughs> it was great acting. The look on his face was just so. It w- it felt like how you would react if something like that was happening. Yeah, no, absolutely. So I mean, that was fine. It was NXT parking lot. You should just pull up to the parking lot and see who wants it, Issa. See see who wants to pull up. You know. When I go to Florida, that might that might be a vlog. I'm just gonna oh, stand there and be like, like, like the guy from South Park, the dad. Randy? <laughs> yes, Randy. Thank you. <laughs> that is my favorite South Park character. He and, and it wasn't always. Oh that my way. god. Like Cartman, but I think it was like the second half of South Park. There was a point where they focused on Randy, and he's so funny. He's my favorite character. Yeah, when he was fighting the case of the little league games. And... <laughs> <laughs> my God, so. And good. Then this is America. <laughs> yeah <laughs> that was the episode that turned me on randy that made me a favorite oh, i love that episode it's on my top 10 fishing with Braun breaker new segment idea how about that you said you want to go fishing with Braun breaker i do not slap <laughs> him in the face with one of the fish that i catch <laughs> we get the uh tiktoks from electra lopez apparently there's some drama between indy and uh, you know nikita we're gonna get it really felt like I was watching TikTok. It made no sense what they were showing us. Yeah, this was just they just sprung this on us. It was just a segment. Yeah. <laughs> then we get our main event, Wesley versus Carmelo Hayes under the guise of the idea that Trick Williams will not be allowed at ringside. So these two have, I thought, an incredible match. Yes. And, uh, dives to the outside. We get Trick Williams coming down and uh, Wesley dives onto him, and then Wesley goes mm-hmm. back and said, "Does an incredible backflip kick." So this was very surprising to me that Trick gets involved, Wesley gets distracted, but Wesley, like a true babyface, fights him off. He hits a impressive backflip kick, and then hits a nineteen sixteen for essentially what was a clean win for Wesley, the babyface. Yeah. So they're really playing up the fact that you know Wesley needs to confirm his title win by beating Carmelo, and he did beat Carmelo. Also, you know, they had that segment with Tony D'Angelo earlier, so I'm thinking, well, the finish is going to be Trick Williams can't show up, so Tony D'Angelo is going to cost him the match. That didn't happen, right. so it really was a pleasant surprise as a swerve. Yeah, so the match itself was absolutely incredible. In the words of Sheamus, a banger. I really, really enjoyed this match. I had a feeling they were going to put on that kind of match, and I went into it not knowing how this was going to go because uh, you can't bet against Melo, right? <laughs> Melo don't miss one of one. So it's like you never, I would never put a pass in to put a title back on him. But at the same time, like you said, Wesley is not only talented, they needed a big win to say like, hey, they didn't just give him this title just to say, here you go, kid. Like, no, he is the North American Championship, and he got a win against a big name here. Even with Trick Williams coming out, you know, taking back what he promised, I really enjoyed the counters. And and there was a couple of spots there where they were like double super kicking each other. Like it was fun. It, it felt like they were preparing to wrestle each other. And I always just love when wrestlers act like they know what they're getting into instead of, oh my God, I didn't know he was going to hit me with that move when you watch them wrestle every week. Um, <laughs> but 
so yeah, I did think when we saw Wesley make his way to the ring, we did see Tony D'Angelo, but NXT has been doing a really good job at keeping at making every champion look like like they have a long list of contenders that they're gonna have to get ready to face. They did it with Braun Breaker, with JD, with with you know with Apollo, like you know Grayson Waller. There's a lot of people that are after Braun Breaker, and if you want to make the North American Championship feel that special, you need to have a long list of guys that are just eyeing Wesley right now. And I like the idea of Tony being that guy. And Tony might not be ready to go yet, but just to start teasing. And the fact that they kept him on TV while he's injured does make me feel like when he comes back, he's going to be involved in a major angle. But we did get a little swerve here at the end, did we not? Uh, we absolutely did afterwards. And uh, first of all, so Booker T called it the Michinoku driver, which <laughs> yeah, it was not. Uh, shout out to Book. <laughs> and then Booker T had another great moment where uh, Dijak comes in and bum rushes the ring and lays out Wesley. And uh, Big Joseph goes, oh, my God, it's Dijak. And Booker's like, who? I feel like when I watch Booker, I feel like it's if you would put me on my watch along because that's what I would react like. But I'm not getting paid to be doing professional commentary, you know? <laughs> Oh my god, and he looked like straight out of the Matrix, did he not? Oh yeah, he completely ripped out the Matrix with a long trench coat, the glasses, he's got the dyed beard too, he, you know, he got his whole Do you remember when MTV did, uh, had Sean William Scott and Justin Timberlake hold the movie awards and they did the opening bit with the Matrix? With Will Ferrell? Iconic. Yeah, oh my Iconic god, opening that bit. is one of my favorite bits ever. Yes. Why he calls, he calls Neo a pussy whip. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, there's that segment where Justin Timberlake has to fight all the, the Sean Williams cut. He looked like that's what my brain <laughs> went to that. <laughs> oh my God. I, even think that. I gotta go back and watch that. But then... <laughs> Oh my God. The part that, and it's sad because we all know what happened with Andy Dick, but he had that segment where he's on the underground party and, and then... <laughs> Oh, yeah, Morpheus is gonna have the big giant orgy later at his house. Like, oh, that bit. I, listen, I could watch that mute that video, and it's really crappy. Uh, it's really crappy quality. The only thing that I can find on YouTube, but it is the the entire bit is on YouTube, just in very bad quality. Anyways, my brain went to Sean Williams caught fighting Justin Timberlake in all of the long coats and all that. That's amazing, and I don't think that's what he's going for at all. But... <laughs> I know. That is what. It, now that you mentioned that, that's exactly what it was. <laughs> yep. But uh, Kelvin Alexander says, "What's funny about the segment with Von Wagner? He was one who put out Odyssey Jones and Kayfabe, so yep. I guess that is uh, some continuity there." And then, of course, Kelvin following up with, by saying, "Dijak was channeling the Big Boss Man, the Shield oh, version no, of the Big no. Boss Man." Yeah. The chill version of him. Um, my question here is, before we talk about Dijak, um, where do you go with Carmelo? Is it time to call him up? Because this is a couple of big losses. I don't see him going for Brown Breaker. So I almost feel like him. I think him and Trek Williams are ready for the yeah. main roster. But I'm gonna, I, I like those barbershop. They should bring that <laughs> I like to the, the barbershop segment, so I hope they bring them with him. Yeah, they, I like, think that would be amazing. 
So you think you think main roster for him now? I do. I do think he's going to be in the Royal Rumble. I, I'm, there's going to be NXT talent in both Royal Rumbles, and I could absolutely see Carmelo Hayes being one of the people who's in the Royal Rumble. I think it's time. I think he's done everything that needs to be done. He was on his way, if he would have won tonight, to being a three-time North American champion. And it's yeah. like, once you start hearing stuff like that, it's like, okay, like, this is a guy, Carmelo Hayes, who he's not your typical developmental talent. Like, he's green and needs some reps. He can wrestle. He can go. He's... I believe he's he can cut a promo. And he looks like money when he came out last week. I don't know if you got a chance to catch up with that, but that um, contract signing, he came out in a three-piece suit. He looked, he mm-hmm. looked like money. I was like, this boy is ready. He's yeah. ready to go. Um, I just don't want them to cool him off to where I don't mean to compare it, but like uh, Cameron Grimes. Cameron Grimes feels like he should be called up because there's just nothing for him to do in NXT, and it's just like he's boring at this point. Or you either rebuild his character completely. Or you call him up, right? I don't. I want Carmelo to still go with a little bit of momentum, and I feel like he still has that right now. Definitely, and I think he has most of it. I, I wouldn't say it's as high as it was at its peak, but he has the right amount of momentum to go from there to the main roster, where it doesn't seem like he's just hanging around like a Cameron Grimes, to your point. Right. And then so, Dijak, we'll see where it goes. I mean, we saw scripts tonight. We saw Dijak come back. No more T-Bar. Yeah, no more T bar. I mean, hopefully he doesn't get T bar chance. That would be very sad if. Oh God! Like who? Who even remembers T bar? You know, I think of T bar, and I think of like pandemic, and it's just like when you think of like a bad angle during the pandemic, it's just the worst that wrestling has to offer. Speaking of that, what the hell did did Mustafa Ali do? Because did you see the way they treated him on Raw last night? Yeah, was it? He got beat up by everybody, literally everybody, for no reason. It wasn't just last night. It's been since he's come. He's his character is like the guy who gets all these opportunities and never cashes in on any of them. Right, and that but is last, the worst place to be as a babyface. But last night, Alfred, they had the the the, the segment with Lashley and Theory, and he like goes into Gorilla, and he's just sitting there for some reason. Lashley just starts beating him up and forgets <laughs> about Theory. <laughs> I was like, that boy pissed somebody off. Must have been the Braun Strowman thing. I don't know. But I was like, why were you doing like that? Yeah, it might be that. Maybe he's getting heat for going after Braun. Uh, but, yeah, it's, it's not good. He's just he's just buried week in and week yeah. out. I mean, he was better off just being in catering and being the guy where people said, give Mustafa Ali a chance. And he cuts these great promos on Twitter, and he does a lot of great things on social media. He just... You know, he shouldn't be in WWE, I don't think. If he wants to advance and live up to his talent, he, he needs to go uh, not even to AEW. I think he'd be great in New Japan. I think in the, as a super junior, uh, you know, as a junior heavyweight, I think he'd be amazing. The Ali moment was the hacker, and they, they didn't yeah. finish telling that story. He, he had his chance as a hacker. But that, that was your NXT show. So we, we got through it. We did it. A lot of segments, a lot of vignettes, but a lot like of they're setting stuff up. A lot of, a filler, lot of yes. filler. It's a holiday week and after Survivor Series. I think NXT will be interesting because we're building to deadline, but after that we're going to see a lot of shows with a lot of fillers because December is just that time of the year where we know wrestling is not at its peak, okay? Yeah. <laughs> you know what is getting to its peak, Isa, is the World Cup and my Ghana Black Stars play this Thursday against Portugal and Cristiano Ronaldo, and we are going to beat Cristiano Ronaldo in Portugal. He got I can't believe Argentina lost this morning. Yeah, what was supposed happen. to happen? Yeah, Saudi Arabia. Anything can happen. I, I'm hyped off that. I'm, yeah. I'm looking at that like, hey, Ghana's got a chance. We're plus 35,000 to win the World Cup, but Ghana's got a chance, damn it. 
I hope that your team wins. I'm, I was rooting for Argentina here. I we'll see what happens, but it's it's fun. I always watch the World Cup, and when whenever I see a game on, it's just fun. So entertaining. The, the fans are so passionate. But I didn't know a lot about soccer and you know this version of football. And my very best friend in the whole wide world is Argentinian, so they live by it. So she taught me everything that I know. So because of that, I tend to root for Argentina because that's the games that she will sit down with me and explain everything. So, you know, yeah. I was very shocked that they lost this morning. Yeah, yeah. And I'm kind of rooting for it because Lionel Messi is going to be his last World Cup. So it'll I be a know. nice story to see him not maybe not go out on top, but go out respectfully. Respectfully. And respectfully, ladies and gentlemen, we will bid you adieu. That is your NXT podcast. Come back tomorrow for the Dynamite podcast before Thanksgiving. Happy holidays. Happy Thanksgiving. Everybody have a lot of turkey, mashed potatoes, stuffings, cranberry, Apple. all of that stuff. Oh, it's going to be delicious. <laughs> for NYC Demon Diva with a one, at NYC Demon Diva with a one on Twitter. And watch her YouTube channel. It's amazing. Those reactions are great. She's got vlogs. She's got everything. She just went to full gear and she's got that whole weekend uh, wrapped up. Looks like you had a great time out there. Follow me at this is nasty at pro wrestling bits on Twitter. And we will see Best you guys channel there is soon. <laughs>